say inside our hearts. Things like, you know, oh, I don't want to go talk to the person. That's hard, and, and it may make it into a bigger fight, and oh, I just don't want to go through that right now, or oh, I'm stressed out as it is, or oh, you know, I, 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 I'm so mad at them, I just can't even stand to see their face. You know, all these kinds of things that go on in us, and we think, okay, you know, but what happens is it's got to go somewhere. You know, we, we've got this offense, we've got this anger, we've got these frustrations, and it's got to go somewhere. We, we, we want to kind of transfer it out of our heart, and so what do we do? We end up going and talking to other people. Which Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 18, it's one of the exact wrong things to do. Because it doesn't work out the fight. It only escalates it more and can often bring embarrassment, embellishment, deception, all those kinds of things. But of course, on the other hand, we have Michael, who's kind of one of those, you know, emote guys, invent guys. You know, how do you feel? Go with your feelings. Allow your feelings to take you. And sometimes... You get yourself worked up into such emotional mess that you get writing one of those emails. You know what I'm talking about? One of those emails that just kind of vents all of your feelings and frustrations. Rather than face a person, you write a whole bunch of things in the hopes that that might start something. But often, that doesn't get us much place either. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, Jesus says, Settle matters quickly. Settle matters quickly. And in chapter 18... Beginning in verse 15, Jesus says, if your brother or sister sins against you, in other words, they have offended you, they have done something wrong to you, he says, go and point out the fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, so remember the one or two others was in the hopes of working out the fight. But if they still refuse to listen, Jesus says, then take it to the church, to, to the authority of the church. Now, obviously, you know, Jesus is speaking specifically in a church setting, but really this applies, you know, if you have a work setting, you know, keeping it between you and then maybe one, one co-worker that the both of you trust. And then, of course, if it escalates beyond there. You find your authority there, or civil authority, a police officer, so on and so forth. Jesus' advice about conflict resolution can really be boiled down to three principles that I try to put in one sentence. Real short, uh, advance a few slides here. It's here we go. Go to the person first, go to people second, and the pastor third. Go to the person First, that is probably the most important thing, whether you are five years old or 500 years old, which is nobody. But, you know, what, no matter what age, to just go and work it out first. Sometimes as parents, we teach our kids the wrong way to resolve a conflict because we allow them to come to us and then we've got to go and get involved and mediate it. One of the best things we can do is say, you know what, why don't you go try to work it out first? And then after you hear the crying and screaming and fighting, now then you gotta go and resolve it. But go to the person first. Go quickly, go face to face, and go one on one. And it's really hard often to do the quickly part. In fact, there are some of us who have held on to anger for so long that we become defined by our anger. We are the person who lives on earth who is mad at that person. 
And all of a sudden, that's like our whole new reason for living. We may not think it consciously, but how many of you have ever heard of family fights where they're almost defined by their tearing down of the other family member? And you begin to know them as, as the uncle who trashes Aunt May or the aunt who trashes Cousin Susie. I know some people, I have, I have a buddy of mine, every, and, I, and this isn't to get political, I, 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 you know, but every time I call, I get the litany of what the president is doing. I mean, just, it's just angry, oh, da, 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 da. And, and, and I try to change the subject, but there's just, you know, more and more, oh, I can't believe this, and I can't believe that, and, and father's like, you know, why are you so angry? And I said, well, you know what, I can't talk to the guy. It's not like I can sit him down and say, here's my problem. Can we? So if I can't work out my anger, why even get angry in the first place? Like, oh, I just couldn't be like you. I said, well, I'll tell you what. Next time you come down to California, I'll dress up like Obama. I'll sit across from you, and you can vent all your anger. I don't want to minimize pain for a moment. In fact, for some of you to go to the person... You might have to get professional help first. Sometimes the pain is so deep and so wide, the offense so grievous that to just go half-cocked might not be the wise path. But nevertheless, letting it linger and leaving it doesn't make it go away. And Jesus is very clear. If conflict is to be resolved, it has to be handled quickly and you have to go to the person. Second thing he says is go face to face. Go to the person, do it quickly, and do it face to face. Notice I did not say Facebook to Facebook. I know a lot of people these days think that Facebook is face to face. It is not. Furthermore, the rest of the world does not want to be drug around with all of our dirty laundry, amen? You ever seen a post on Facebook and you go, oh, man, you almost feel bad for the people. You know, oh, I can't believe they posted that. That should really be private. You know, we, we live in a day and age where face-to-face communication is getting harder every day. We're getting further and further away from actually talking to each other. Amen. You know, it kind of began with handwriting, Right? Uh, before handwriting, we had to work out conflicts face-to-face. But now, with the development of handwriting, we could write a letter. And we could send that letter. And we could give people a piece of our mind via the letter. How do you think the United States of America came into being? We did not send uh, a, a, you know, a, a George Washington over to talk to King George. We sent him a letter. So beginning with, you know, kind of handwriting, we have a little bit of, of, you know, it begins to creep in where we're not going face to face. And then you get to our modern time. You get the telephone. Uh, you know, we have the invention of the telephone or the invention of email or texting. You know how I many fight over texting? When at the end of the day, and I can't tell you how many times it's happened, where I have received an email and someone's just trying to shoot me out or rip me apart, and ultimately, uh, they end up apologizing. And it never fails. And you're like, you know what, Tom? I, I just overreacted. I was wrong. You know, I, I really apologize for sending that email. And I go, oh, okay. And, uh, and they'll look at me and they'll say, hey, do you mind, uh, would you be willing to delete that email I sent you? 
No. Never. I never delete that email. You never know when I might need a favor. This email may come. <laughs> this email may come very handy. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it's conflicts are best solved eyeball to eyeball, not email to email. And finally, Jesus says in Matthew 18, 15, just between the two of you, one-on-one. One of the things in the, in the country I was, one of the countries I was raised in, in the Middle East, they have this cultural thing called saving face. I never understood it, but when you, when you engage people, you always try to give them a way to save face. In other words, rather than going up to someone and saying, you didn't turn in your homework, you go up to them and say, I know that there was something that happened that didn't allow you to turn your homework in. Does that make sense? See the difference? Rather than making an accusation, it's beginning with almost a justification. I, I know there was something that must have happened that, or I don't. That's a very Middle Eastern uh, high on their cultural uh, you know, attributes, is to allow people to save face. And I think one of the best things we could learn is when you go one-on-one, -on -one, always allowing people, if someone has, has really hurt you in some way, they may already know it. They may know that they blew up by not coming to you first. By you going to them, you have an excellent opportunity, excellent, excellent opportunity to allow them to save face first. That's always a good first tactic uh, is, you know, say, hey, man, is there something going on? You got, you know, something going on in your world? Maybe like, you know what? Yeah, when I blew up at you the other day, you know, I was, I mean, my, I was broke. I ran out of gas. My dog bit me, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> And, and you've just allowed, you know, you, you, you've created a wonderful context for, for it to take place. Now, if you go in, man, da, 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 all you're probably going to elicit is someone going ah, ah, right back at you. Even though that may be, feel natural, uh, it really, you know, it, it's, 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 it's allowing someone to save face is a far wiser way to do it. Another thing about going to a person one-on-one -on -one, I know a lot of a lot of particular Christians do this, or, or spiritual people, is they want to go and check in with somebody to make sure that they're right, you know. Uh, and so they'll go and they'll talk to somebody else, but they'll kind of lace it with nice spiritual words like this, you know, Joe. Uh, I would like to talk to you about Bob. I I I think we really need to pray for Bob because he's acting like a jerk, you know. <laughs> And, 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 and we kind of lace it with nice spiritual words, but at the end of the day, all we're doing is we're not talking to Bob, but we're talking to somebody else, clothing it or dressing it up with nice words like, let's pray for him. But at the end of the day, you know, gossip is what's really happening. And I know this, and I've tried to be, be a lot better at this lately. Sometimes when I get in a conflict, who's the person I go home and tell? My wife, right? Oh, Todd, and my wife is like a bear cat for me. I mean, she will scratch, guys, she'll tear anybody apart that tries to get to me. So I know if I tell her, I've already got all the power I need, thank you, God. <laughs> but, but here's the problem. Often I'll tell her, 
oh, this person did this to me. And then a few days later, I'll have a meeting or something with this person and we'll totally you know, work out the fight and everything and I'll, I'll forget to tell my wife. So now she's left with this person who attacked her husband and I forget to tell her that not only did we work out the fight, but that everything was fine. It was my fault anyway. <laughs> what I'm trying to do more and more is really spare her from having to go through that. <laughs> or wives, spare your husbands from having to go through that. Because husbands have the same reaction. They want to rise up and defend and protect. But what often happens is over the course of a few days or a few, they, the things get, you know, a lot of things come out of the wash. And, and we resolve, but not allowing the person we talk to. And then whether it's your wife or whoever, whoever you told, they've got to come and solve the conflict with you or else they're going to be left with suspicion because they weren't there when the resolution took place. Does that make sense? That's why Jesus is saying this. Jesus is smart. He is wise. He gets this stuff. He's God. He made people. He knows how our weird psychotic... Things happen to us. So he says, you got to do it this way. It's not you got to do it this You got to do it the way. Get this the right way. If you don't do it this way, you could be in for some real danger. Second thing, after go to the person, do it quickly, face-to-face, one-on-one. Second is, go to the people. Now, I'm not talking about an army of people like we saw with Ben and Melissa up here at the skit. I'm talking about one or two trusted people that you know that can help you get through something. A few years ago, my wife and I, we were going through something, and we needed to get some help. There's some impasses. We just couldn't get past in, 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 in our development in the marriage. And, and so we found an older couple in the church who came over, and they talked with us, and they prayed with us, and helped us work it out. We'd already gone to each other. We'd already done step one. So we were able to get step two, and it never had to go to step three because we were able to work it out with, with, with that other mediation. And then, of course, step three, go to the pastor. Uh, or wh- really, whoever authority you might find in that situation. It could be a boss. could be a supervisor. could be a family authority, maybe a a parental figure or someone who's the patriarch or matriarch to kind of help you work some things out. Uh, but if you've gone to the person and you've, you've brought some people to try to help you as well to the person, then at some point, if it's still causing damage, you might need to take it a bit further up the authority scale in order to find resolution. But the point is finding resolution, not living in conflict. And it goes back to Matthew chapter 5. Jesus gives us the reason why. I mean, let's face it. There is always the question, well, Tom, good point. Well, why not just stay in here? Because Jesus says we can't handle it. We let the thing we handle. But ultimately, anger becomes bitterness. Bitterness becomes hatred. And hatred can lead to Everybody get what I said? I'll do it one more time. I'll act it out for you. Murder. Thank you. 
you know, often, and, and as we get older, sometimes I see this more, we can begin to grow intolerant of people. People can begin to bug us more, you know? And, and all of a sudden, after years of people bugging us, we just lose it, and we snap. And it gets harder to let go. And yet at the same time, even if it was just being fun, going to the person, then to the people, then to the pastor, that's Jesus' prescription for working out a fight. You know, there was a young couple who had come in for marriage counseling. Not with me, this is another story, another pastor's story. And the pastor had said, this is what I'd like you to do. I'd like each of you to write a list of ten things that absolutely bug and annoy you about each other. And then after that, uh, just I want you to accept those ten things. And the young couple was like, oh, we're in love. There's nothing that bothers me about her and him. There's, oh, we just love everything about her. I, mean, I will never find ten. Oh, my goodness. Some of you now, that list is passing 500, but that's okay. <laughs> so, so granddaughter asked her grandma, after many, many years of a happy marriage, the grandmother told the granddaughter this story. Said, yeah, this is what our pastor had us do. The granddaughter said, well, I'm just curious. What was your list for grandpa? The grandmother looked at the granddaughter and she said, you know what, I don't know, I never made it. Anytime he did something dumb or stupid, I said, that's on the list. <laughs> Point is tolerance. And uh, a soft heart to remain in forgiveness. Uh, I'd like to show a little video that kind of illustrates really everything we've just talked about. And yes, it's a stick figure video, so you're going to have to use your imagination a little bit. Remember, the pastor's wife is the one in the pink. All right? <laughs> I don't know, that'll, that'll be important in the video, but, but I want to show a little video because I think, you know, visual illustrations really burn deep in our modern times, and this is a good one that shows exactly the three steps I just talked about. Going to the person, and actually it's going to show the success and failures of those. Going to, <laughs> does start off with a little bit of heavy metal, so you'll have to, you know, for those of you sensitive ears, you know. And then it's just going to go through exactly what we talked about. So let's go ahead and watch this real quick.
four different ways now and uh, part of that's on purpose I think if we can get this right 99% of the conflicts that grow into something they never need to can get solved if we just remember these three principles Amen? Yeah. Worship team, move forward
Before we head out, I'd like to just have a moment where maybe we think about some of the some of the fights that we might be currently involved with. Has it defined you? Has it given you identity to be mad at a certain person or to believe someone less in order to make us feel more?